0: For Bills fans. I love you, Dave. By Bills fans. No one circles the wagon like the Buffalo Bills. This is the BuffaloDown.com podcast, part of the fan sided sports network. Where else would you rather be? Here's Brad the Bruiser Icorn. And welcome back to this week's BuffaloDown.com podcast. Brad the Bruiser Icorn flying solo with you this week here. As we look forward to the upcoming Bills game taking on the Carolina Panthers. That game coming up uh, 1 o'clock from Charlotte, 12 o'clock Central for Bills backers like me here in the Lone Star State. And uh, definitely uh, looking forward to this game as uh, I would say starting out, you know, it wasn't pretty, it wasn't perfect. But I think all in all, you know, a decent win over the New York Jets. And, you know, let's face it here. This is not a good New York Jets team this year. Everyone knew that coming in on paper. Uh, You heard folks across the board saying, you know, if you're doing, you know, suicide picks here, go ahead and take the Bills this week because this is their best shot. And they weren't understanding the truth. Don't get me wrong here. Um, Josh McCown was only limited to, uh, he was under 200 yards passing through two picks really late in the fourth quarter. Uh, Tyrod looked good. Um... Solid defensive effort all around and a, and a good team win over the, the New York Jets. There's a couple uh, couple gaffes here and there. Uh, first off, let me talk about the Tyrod interception. You know, it was tipped. And for anyone who said that it was Tyrod's fault or that it was ugly, maybe he, he tried forcing it a little hard to Charles Clay uh, to, you know, cause it to ricochet and get intercepted on the play. But I, I don't fault Tyrod in there. Uh, it was just a tip ball, and that's what happened on that pick. So I, I read something on Bleacher Report where they're like, Yeah, that was an ugly interception. Were you watching the game? Did you actually see the interception thrown there? It was tipped. All right, let's 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 leave it at that. All in all, I thought Tyrod Taylor had a solid performance. Uh, 16 of 28 passing, 224 yards, two touchdowns, one interception, and some of that came yards after catch. Uh, Jordan Matthews had uh, a 47-yard catch and run, uh, which was huge. It was a good throw. And one thing I'll say that impressed me, and it's been in the back of my mind, is that one of the top complaints about Tyrod Taylor is he never, you know, hits receivers over the middle. You know, he's having to roll out of the pocket. You know, he doesn't have the height advantage that some other quarterbacks having uh, standing just a shade over six feet tall um, But, no, some nice throws down the middle. Uh, it was nice to see him use his uh, tight end, and I would think Charles Clay and Nick O'Leary would be a big part of this Buffalo Bills offense this year. So, um, you know, good running catch there by Jordan Matthews. But uh, Charles Clay with a big man catching the football. Shady had five catches, 49 yards receiving. Um, we saw Nick O'Leary with a 22-yard catch. Zay Jones had one. Tolbert had one. You know, we—you've probably heard it all week here. If you listen to, you know, Buffalo Bills Sports Talk Radio, whether it be WGR or who we have you here, that you know, there there weren't a whole lot of targets to wide receivers. I I think it was. Correct me if I'm wrong here. I think it was you know within the nine. It was low. I think his uh, his wide receivers collectively only had four catches. Two. Uh, one of them was a touchdown. Andre Holmes with a one-yard touchdown catch. Um, like we said, the catch from Jordan Matthews, Zay Jones, had a catch there. But, uh, you know, that that doesn't concern me this early in the season. Um, you know, whoever catches the football, whoever scores, that's fine. Uh, let's talk about LaShawn McCoy a little bit here. And, I mean, there's no, no way I can not help but gush about LaShawn McCoy. I absolutely love watching this kid play football. Um, he was fun to watch when he played in Philadelphia, and the fact that Buffalo was able to acquire him for only Kiko Alonso, who was going into his third year after missing his second year with an injury, huge, and Shady has not disappointed in Buffalo at all. Uh, 110 yards on 22 carries, no touchdowns in this game, uh, but still, uh, the scariest moment of the entire football game is when Lashawn McCoy went down in the second half. It was just, you know, his his wrist just went numb a little bit. Apparently, that's what he told the media. But uh, he got up, and it was good to see him in later in the game. And you know, scared me because let's face it here: Sammy Watkins is now an LA Ram. Robert Woods was gone in free agency. Marquise Goodwin, if he was ever healthy. Uh, he was decent, but he's in San Francisco now, so really the top uh, targets, at least at the receiving core, are all gone here. Uh, Mike Lee got picked up by New England, or snatched away by New England, if you will. And then John- Jonathan Williams, who didn't have a huge part with his team here, uh, was picked up in free agency. So, you know, your top offensive weapon, Lashawn McCoy goes down, there is a very good reason to go ahead and almost just freak out, but... Uh, Fortunately, Shady looks good. He says he feels good, and uh, we'll see him uh, this week as a take on the Carolina Panthers. This is the BuffaloDown.com podcast. I am Brad the Bruiser Icorn. Glad you could join us here. I uh, read all our work here at BuffaloDown.com. Follow me at BillsBruiser on Twitter. Follow my co-host, who's absent tonight, Alex Jones, at St. Alex Jones. And uh, read our work on uh, you can hit us up on Facebook too. A lot of really interactive stuff we have here on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Buffalo Down. So overall, uh, I thought it was a solid win. I've talked so much about offense. I thought the defense held good. Uh, you know, I, I'm you know, want my team to come out and be perfect here. So I was a little disappointed in that passing touchdown drive by the Jets. At the fact that we, you know, we let them march all the way down the field. Uh, but overall, I thought a, you know, a solid defensive performance altogether. Ramon Humber uh, was great at linebacker. Had twelve solo tackles in that game. Uh, we saw Lorenzo Alexander. The only concern I have is you know it's Josh McCown. And I felt they weren't getting enough pressure on him. I felt, uh, you know, we saw some on the cornerback blitzes and what have you. That was the most I saw. Um, I, I just didn't feel like they were... Uh, I didn't feel like they were getting enough pressure on the quarterback. Uh, at least from the you know defensive front and Shaq Lawson. Uh, Jerry Hughes, Marcel Darius, who didn't have near the number of snaps that everyone would have liked in that game. And, then of course, Kyle Williams here... Um, We'll see about Darius. We got a whole nother week. Um, but they're absolutely going to need a big game out of him uh, taking on Cam Newton. So this one is going to be huge. So we'll have to see what we get out of the Bills defensive front. But, you know, it's it's the Jets. You know, the Jettison, a large part of their their key players here. Brandon Marshall gone. Uh, Eric Decker gone, just to name a few guys here. So, uh even my, uh, my four-year-old son sitting here on my lap now knows that uh, they need a absolutely big game this week in Charlotte going against the Carolina Panthers so we'll talk about that coming up here as we're gonna get set just to take a little break but just saying overall here happy with the Bill's performance over the Jets but you know let's not get too high on it as Bill's fans know it is the Jets and you know here we are. You know, one week into the season, and Buffalo is in first place in the division. Miami did not have a game last week. They beat the Jets, and oh my goodness, the Patriots lost on Thursday night. I know it would have helped the Bills had the Bills, uh, um, had Kansas City lost that game because they had that first rounder from Kansas City, but I'm not going to lie. It always feels really, really good when the New England Patriots lose a game, so I had absolutely no shame and saying I was happy that New England lost that game this week as for this week like we said the Buffalo Bills take on the Carolina Panthers that coming up this weekend from Charlotte uh, that'll be on CBS or, and a uh, one o'clock kickoff Eastern 12 o'clock Central time for any fans who make their way down there as well but uh We'll see what we get out of Carolina. Like I said, I'm going to dissect that more on the other side of the break because after the Bills game, I did watch some of the Carolina-San Francisco game, and I wasn't impressed. But we'll talk about that more. Let's go ahead and take a quick break. Uh, this is the BuffaloDown.com podcast. That one go. He could go. All the way! Touchdown! 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 The Bills make me wanna shout! Kick your heels up and shout! Throw your hands up and shout! Throw your head back and shout! Come on now, the Bills are making it happen now! Stand up now, come on and shout! Yeah, 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 yeah! Say you will! Shout it right now, baby! Say you will! Come on, come on! Say you will! Come on and shout! A lot of spirit, yeah, you got the spirit, Jump. just watch it happen now, hey hey. hey, 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 let's go Buffalo, let's go Buffalo, let's go Buffalo, let's go Buffalo, the Bills make me wanna, Jump. nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills, okay guys, where else would you rather be? You're listening to the buffalodown.com podcast, part of the fan sports network and our street media production. Welcome back to the buffalodown.com podcast. Brad, the bruiser, Icorn with you as we get set for bills, Panthers, two, one of no teams looking to remain undefeated on the season. Buffalo got it done with a 21-12 win over the New York Jets as for the Panthers. They went to San Francisco at Levi's Stadium and got a 23-3 win over the 49ers. Both teams looking hungry for a victory in Week 2 and throw every other cliche out in the book here. Cam Newton last week against the Niners, 171 yards passing, two touchdowns, one pick thrown. Uh, carrying the football, Jonathan Stewart led the way on 18 carries with 65 yards. Uh, the weapon that fears me the most in this game, and I know Cam Newton, you know, is a former NFL MVP, and he's very good, don't get me wrong, he was the 2015 NFL MVP, but it's Christian McCaffrey, and he's a guy who I I knew just watching when he played at Stanford that this guy was going to be a stud in the NFL, and needless to say, uh, he's very, very good, um, both catching and running the football there, um second in the team in rushes with 47 yards second last week in receptions five or he led the team in receptions with five second in yards with 38 so i think he's going to be dangerous this week here as we know you know cam is you know one of the the bigger you know dual threat quarterbacks in the nfl and uh, it's nice to say you know buffalo has someone in that contention there with tyrod taylor who i believe among quarterbacks has led the nfl in rushing the last 2 years But you know Cam Newton's elusive here, but he did have surgery this off season, and uh, you know he he didn't quite look the same. Not the Cam Newton of war, you know. Let's forbid here that it's week two that you know he gets it together against our beloved Buffalo Bills. But uh, it's Christian McCaffrey that fears me. That man gets an open space. Uh, He's got the speed; he can make you miss. He's a fun fun guy to watch play football here. So I I think that. He's going to be the, you know, the toughest adversary here for the Buffalo Bills in this week. Um, that 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 one fears me the most in this game. Um, I know that you know we have a defensive-minded head coach in Ron Rivera, uh, who is uh, you know defensive coordinator for the Chicago Bears when they got to the Super Bowl in 2007. Uh, he was with the Chargers as defensive coordinator for a while uh, until he got promoted uh, to head coach in Carolina. Um, And, you know, I wish I could say I knew more about this team defensively um, outside of Luke Kuechly, who's uh, one of the best stars uh, on defense. You know, a a guy that could probably tell you more about this team uh, would be both the head coach and general managers of the Buffalo Bills in uh, Sean McDermott, Brandon Bean. Uh, McDermott serving as the defensive coordinator, I believe, the last four seasons in Carolina uh, with Bean, who basically has spent his entire career uh, rising up to the Carolina uh, organization. And it's funny, just after he gets the general manager job in Buffalo, I, I feel like it was like a month later, Dave Gettleman gets fired. Uh, so, you know, as, as I saw on Twitter many a time here, no takes he in this one. But, you know, these are two guys who, you know, I haven't heard Bean much on it, but I know McDermott has downplayed, you know, going back to Carolina. Um, I, I've talked about it off the air here with, you know, a variety of friends and family here that, you know, when the Bills hired Rex Ryan, I liked the hire because, you know, I liked his defensive mind. I thought that he could build on a very good, uh, you know, 2014 Bills defense and that uh, I like that we were actually going to get some attention in the media. However, you know, it, it was the wrong type of attention. You know, with Rex comes the circus. And, you know, I'm not knocking Rex Ryan. That's just what happens. Um, the guy's funny. He's a funny guy. He's I, I actually liked his work on Monday Night Football in the doubleheader this week that I almost feel like Rex Ryan... Thanks, buddy. I, I almost feel like Rex Ryan could become the, uh, the next John Madden. Uh, I've heard people say he's more of a... I've heard people say that he's more of a studio analyst. Um, I don't know. We'll see. I I think they should give him more shots in the booth. I didn't think he did a bad job. Uh, But going back to when he was in Buffalo here, you know, it was like when he was with the Jets. There was a, a, you know, a lack of discipline. Um, They were just undisciplined across the board. We saw it in penalties and it, it just didn't feel like there was a lot of accountability in that locker room and this is someone you know way down south in texas on the outside looking in but uh, you know with sean mcdermott uh cbs was fortunate to show some of the uh speeches in the locker room and uh you know just a really humble all about business kind of guy and sean mcdermott, sean McDermott very good at working the players i would say definitely uh you know um, a player's coach a guy who's played before uh played at uh bill and mary and they put their pants on the same way we do had to throw that out there but uh I just like you know how uh he said you know bottom line here is you know we won we enjoy it we stay humble we stay good in the media I mean the fact that he just preaches business on and off the field I absolutely love it and you know when Tyrod makes uh you know the post game speech there and they bring it in What do they chair? One, two, three, family. And the fact that they're trying to build a family, uh, you know, hearing throughout training camp how McDermott had players come in and talk about themselves and where they're from and tell their story so they could really get to know each other, that was great. Until, of course, a bunch of people got traded away. Just kidding here. But uh, I I really like what Sean McDermott is putting together, uh, this family-oriented coaching atmosphere right now. So, uh, you know, I, I'm happy with what we had so far. I know our roster is thin this year, especially at wide receiver. But, uh, you know, overall, I, I'm, you know, it's one week into the season, but I like what he's doing. Um, but I've always been looking at this long term, and I think long term he was the right fit for this position. And, or, you know, at least someone of his caliber, of his pedigree, someone who's been around the game for a long time that has more of a disciplined background because I think that's one of the things that was missing from this team. Bills take on the Carolina Panthers in Charlotte coming up on Saturday, 1 o'clock Eastern, 12 o'clock Central. And, uh, of course, I'm on ESPN, just the worldwide leader, just great at reporting, especially uh, on the Buffalo Bills. You know who you are. Uh, seventy-five percent is saying Carolina in this one, and I I would expect Carolina to come out with a little more m- more moxie than they did against San Francisco. Like I said, from what I saw, I just wasn't impressed in how they looked in that one. They did win twenty-three to three. Their defense did limit them to three points. Um, offense needs to be huge for Buffalo in this game for them to get a win. But uh, defensively sound, I I think that speaks key, and I think getting pressure on Cam, being able to contain him outside of the pocket. A lot of pressure on the linebacking core. And I've heard it this week, um, a lot of praise for the secondary. And, you know, for the most part, I really did think that the secondary did hold their own in this game here. Um, Micah Hyde coming up with a pick down the stretch. Uh, I loved his acquisition this offseason. You know, Jerry Hughes flung it off the line around the football. You know, Preston Brown getting in there as well. I mean, overall, I, I, I like the performance. Of the secondary, and uh, I would hope that they would have a, another strong game because they're going to need one against this team. Carolina is, like I said, you know they went to the Super Bowl just a couple of years ago. They're a pretty darn good football team. Uh, Kelvin Benjamin, who uh, you know has been hurt in years past, he would expect to be big at the wide receiver position. Of course, uh, Devin Funchess, uh the man from the University of Michigan. Uh, But like I said, Jordan McCaffrey is the one that, or Jordan, that's his dad. Christian McCaffrey, the one who, uh, you know, I fear the most in this game. But uh, like I said, ESPN already, or the fans at least saying, yep, or no, excuse me, matchup predictor, 75% chance that Carolina is going to win this game. It's uh, 7-5, Buffalo with a plus 7.5 points coming into this game, and I think they were seven or seven and a half points favored over the Jets last week so we'll see seven and a half point underdogs in this game so you know take what you will from it I think it's going to be closer than people think and who knows Buffalo may actually come in here and sneak one out Um, turnovers is you know crucial in any game here but Buffalo can absolutely not afford to lose the turnover battle in this football game if they want to come in and sneak away with a win Um, I think last week, you know, we saw that field goal from Hauschka that hooked uh, left, and that was ugly. And then uh, the interception, um, they need to capitalize, and every time they get to the red zone, they need to be coming away with some kind of points here. Three or seven goes without saying. This is pretty fundamental, simple stuff in this game. Um, But if they can get a big game out of Shady McCoy, I really like Tolbert running the football. And whenever I hear Mike Tolbert's name, I can't help reminisce from the league, and I have to look it up. It's season three, episode three, if you're looking on Netflix. But, um, they refer to my Tolbert as as a touchdown vulture, and I believe they called Tolberting at some point, where uh, one of them, you know, basically is on the goal line to score with a with a girl, and uh, one of them Tolberts it and takes it away, you know, right at the end. So, uh, it was amusing to see, you know, when Shady went out, uh, You know, Tolbert was the touchdown vulture and scored on a one-yard plunge there for the Bills. So, I liked his addition. Um, I've heard it all week as well, just listening to uh, Bills in the media here. Uh, You know, don't run him, you know, east-west, just north-south. Just run in between the tackles and pound it in there. He's a huge, thick, thick running back. And uh, if they utilize him correctly I think they'll be fine I like him actually running as a two back because you know he's so big you know he basically is a fullback at the same time here Uh, I just like that you know bowling ball style and I think that's the best way to put it here 5'9 250 pounds he's a he's a big guy so we would like to see him hit the hole and you know just crush his men and I like how he said this week you know there's a saying that snitches get stitches, and he's going to have a lot of stitches here because he's telling everything he can uh, about what he had with the Carolina Panthers. So, uh, Interesting enough this week, but um, like I said, overall, looking forward to uh, what should, I think should be a decent game in this one. Um, everyone expected the Bills to win over the Jets, needless to say, but this week it is absolutely... Uh, it would be crucial if they want any glimmer, and I, you know, I think it's a long shot this season just with the trades that happened. But any glimmer of ending this drought here with the playoffs uh, to get a win on the road in week two over Carolina that would be huge. Coming up for the Bills, they'll return home taking on the Denver Broncos. I think a winnable game as well that coming up, uh, a one o'clock kickoff there. Then they're on the road against the defending NFC champion Atlanta Falcons. That's going to be a tough game at the Bengals. And then uh, after the bye week, they'll uh, take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So that's what's coming up here for the Buffalo Bills. I didn't make a prediction last week. All I said is I thought the Bills would win. They did. You know, rah, rah, rah. But uh, I'm going to say Carolina wins this one in a close one this week. Don't get me wrong. I want the Bills to win, but my prediction is that Carolina is going to win this one. I'm going to say it's a 10-point victory for Carolina 27-17. All right, well, that's going to do it for this week's edition of the BuffaloDon.com podcast. Again, uh, wish my co-host Alex Jones could have been here. Uh, we were supposed to do the show another night, and I had allergy issues. He had other commitments the other night here, so nonetheless glad we could have. Uh, You know, just sit down and talk some Bills football. Don't want to make this a one-sided affair. I always want to hear from you. Tweet at me, at BillsBruiser. Also, uh, read my work here at buffalodown.com. Read all of our work here at buffalodown.com. We'll get you ready for game day. Bills, Panthers, 1 o'clock Eastern, 12 o'clock Central from Charlotte. Uh, That's going to do it for this edition of the buffalodown.com podcast. And what a better way to end the podcast than just a simple phrase. Go Bills! This has been the BuffaloDown.com podcast, part of the fan-sided sports network and our street media production.